everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review, aka the go home, the go home to hard to kill. Um, I am Mike Fenn. This is Brad Hardcastle. Hello, everyone. How are you, Mike? I am doing well. Um, yeah, so uh, we're here to talk about AEW. First, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the news, which is really none. There there was no news yeah, this week. There wasn't very, too much. Very uh, light news week. Um, I will talk about uh, the little, the brief little bit that happened on Impact. It wasn't that impactful this week. <laughs> they kind of just uh, they kind of treaded water on that stuff. Yeah, I think they because they they film like big blocks of TV at a time. So I think this whole AEW stuff's like kind of came well, after they filmed. So most of the stuff involving Kenny seems like they filmed it later, and it's mainly just backstage stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like uh, I think they, I think they're going to. Well, they are going to start filming some more new stuff after this pay per view. Actually, the little bit of news. It, this is interesting. It's more. It's wrestling news in general, not AEW. But um, D'Lo Brown and somebody I can't oh, remember yeah. the name of is going to be Matt Stryker. The, Matt Stryker are going to be the commentators mm-hmm. for Impact going forward, and will be on the pay-per-view this weekend. So that's kind of cool. Yes. I like D'Lo I'm Brown. excited for that. D'Lo Brown is le- a legit top 10 wrestler of all time for me. I love D'Lo Brown, so I'm excited that he's going to be on the, the TV. Really? That's cool. More. I was yeah. I was never a fan of his in WWE just because, I don't know, I don't like guys with funny walks. Yeah, that's when I was like 13 or whatever he started doing that, he made me laugh. And then like he wore that, he broke his chest and had to wear the chest protector, and he just wore it for like a year and a half, and it, I just always thought it was really cool. And then he had the Intercontinental right? and the European Championship. He was just like the coolest guy when I was like 13. <laughs> I didn't know that's why he wore it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it's, was... Uh, uh, it was cool. Like, I really liked him on the on the Vice. Um, yeah, the, he's really good. During The, the Dark Side like of the New Jack one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's really, really good in that. In that. So he's a good talker, so I'm excited to see that because we mm-hmm. he didn't really talk that much on in WWE, did he? From what I remember, uh, not at first. He was kind of just like a, a member of the Nation of Domination, mm-hmm. and then him and Mark Henry had a team for a little bit. But yeah, I don't remember him talking too much. I just he I, he just got over with me like all his in ring stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, so that'll be fun. So uh, I it'll mean, be I don't know too, if I'll catch... I know a lot of people I don't know. complain about Josh Matthews in mm-hmm. Impact on commentary. So yeah, I don't really like him that much. So, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm. I don't know if I'll catch that pay per view this weekend. I'm sure I might watch some clips afterwards because I don't really want to watch for the one match because I don't know how different. I can't watch wrestling without people yeah. around the ring like fans or what have you. So yeah, I don't think I'll be able to do that. I can't I can't really watch. I mean, the WWE's video wall makes it still a little more interesting, but uh, mm-hmm. I need I need people around the ring. Like I can watch Impact for like 5 minutes before I'm like, "Oof, I don't want to watch this mm-hmm. anymore." Even though the wrestling itself isn't bad. Yeah. I'll probably I don't know if, if I I might watch it like I probably won't watch it live, but I'll yeah. try to catch like a replay of it or something. Exactly, exactly. 
All right, so I will talk about uh, what happened on Impact. So there was the first uh, segment with uh, Kenny. That's with uh, Don, Kenny, Doc, and Gallows. They're in. They're in the bus again. Um, and Carl Anderson has a match, and they are saying that, like, oh, you know what? You can handle it. We, we'll, we'll just stay here. We won't come to the ring with you, which is funny because they've actually been banned from ringside, <laughs> apparently. They didn't really explain that very well, but apparently that, that's what it was. But they're, they're like, oh, no, you got this. You got this. You can handle it. And uh, it was basically that segment. <laughs> and then uh, Tony Khan had his uh, has little paid advertising, which are really the highlights of this. Yeah, he had um, like twenty twenty one glasses on, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was wearing twenty twenty one glasses, and uh, he's running down all the great things that happened to Impact in twenty twenty. He said the paid ads from me, the revenue that's coming in from me, Kenny mm-hmm. Omega gracing your show, and then he says. Oh, you know what? Um, he's like this week. There's we're actually doing a New Year's uh, a New Year's Smash episode with uh, Darby Allen and Brian Cage. He's like, oh, Impact. You remember Brian Cage? And then he looks over at Tony Schiavone and he's like, he's like, do you know that Brian Cage used to be an Impact champion? And Tony says, like, actually, I did. He's just like, really? I'm surprised. And then, uh, <laughs> and then he says. I think it's- I think Cage's wife still works for Impact. She does. As far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, uh, Brian Cage will have the biggest opportunity of his career on we- on Wednesday, which is really <laughs> funny because it completely uh, undercuts um, him being the Impact champion at yeah. any point by saying that. It was, just, it, was, it was good. It was funny. And then at the end, um, they did another thing where Rich, Rich Swan beat uh, Carl Anderson, and then they walk into the back, and Kenny and uh, the Good Brothers attack them, and mm-hmm. they just have like a ten second fight before it cuts. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's nothing more to it. It's like they shot all that stuff in one night, and then I'm sure they did. Yeah, and then they're just tacking <clears throat> it on to the end of each episode. But mm-hmm. beyond this weekend's um pay-per-view there might be more going forward so i am in i am interested to watch impact next week to see if to see what's different to see if uh there will still be aw involvement or if there will be more like actual in-ring stuff would be fun from kenny at least yeah i could see now that they're filming a new block and all this is going full throttle definitely some aw guys showing up in impact I would say so. I mean, if uh, if Impact's only getting this out of uh, Kenny Omega out of this deal, it's a pretty raw deal for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, AEW is getting a lot from this. Yeah, on their they shows, to, uh, as we will get into. Have uh, Christopher Daniel show back up as Curry Man. <laughs> to eat. <laughs> the Young Bucks need to show up in the like lime green. So they're kind of like generation me again and stuff. It'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, maybe they can get the page boy haircuts again. Yeah. Yeah. I really just want to see um, FTR versus the North. <laughs> it'll like, be good. I mean, who knows? If the, I don't think the North's ever going to have a match again, or at least yeah. until they, for a few years until, until both of them are until Alexander's contract. contract is up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they have both said they don't want to tag with anyone, but each other. 
Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So. Mm-hmm. All right, so Dark, I'll just talk about the... Well, I won't really talk too much about them, but there are two matches that if you're going to watch any two matches, I recommend these two. Bear Country got their first win. It was a d- really good, hard-hitting match. Um, I did watch this match after you messaged me and said it was good, so I ended up watching it. It was good. I liked it. it yeah, it still was, don't understand their masks, but I'm a, I'm yeah, a fan I don't, of Bear I don't Country. know what it is. But they faced Nick Camaroto and who was the other guy they faced? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I forgot. I can't. I can't remember. But Nick Nick Camarado's cool. He's mm-hmm. he's a big boy. He's got uh tons of hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there was actually so th- this was a a legitimately very fun match to watch, mm-hmm. and Bear Country looked really good. And at the end, they're posing over top of their opponent and they shout out um aw's bear country so it seems like they're going to be sticking around for a while um hopefully they're signed going forward soon i'm sure they they are i think they are otherwise like they've been pushed super super strong Mm -hmm. and they don't normally do that like they gave them only two matches before they picked up their first win and i can't remember the last time that happened was ben carter and uh, mm-hmm. the only reason why they didn't sign Ben Carter was because legally they couldn't. Yeah. So <laughs> because of visa issues. Yeah, I'm sure they wanted to. But uh, the other match was uh, Varsity Blonde picked up a, a fun win against Lee Johnson and Aaron Solo, and that match is great. Um, Lee Johnson is a graduate of the Nightmare Academy, and Aaron Solo is currently working as a trainer there. There are actually, I've heard there are a few of the guys that are working and not called, like, officially signed or on the mm-hmm. roster site. They're actually working as trainers. Oh, okay. that, that includes John Cruz, who's Serpentico. I don't mm-hmm. know where he's tra- training people, but, like, Baron Black and Aaron Solo and uh, Ten and Alan Angels, they're all working as sort of like... Uh, trainers underneath cody and qt so they're in the photos graduate kind of trainer Mm -hmm. because he's fairly which is really cool Mm -hmm. like i love this i love that what they're doing did they start their uh, that show with the oh yeah no it was a it was a showcase it it wasn't a show it was like a showcase for the uh, first group of trainees so it was like uh they're on their second group of trainees now but the mm-hmm. first group got to do a show, like a end of the year recital, and okay. um, yeah. So I watched a little bit of it. Um, I completely forgot about that until we were just talking about it. One of the guys is actually a relative of Bob Backlund. Oh, cool! <laughs> so uh, he 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 has uh, like he'll be a wrestler. Um, some mm-hmm. of the others, I was just like, okay, yeah, these guys are super super green. And these are this is their first match for all of them. Yeah. And that's what Cody said at the beginning. He's just like, keep in mind that these people have been training for a maximum of like 12 weeks. And this mm. is their first match. So, but it's super cool that they're doing that. And then uh, I think uh, Dustin also just launched his. So like AEW is going to be producing a lot of um, talent underneath them for that's really cool. a while so the, that's fun yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah if you see there's there's a gif online of 
um, Brian Pillman super kicking Lee Johnson's head off in this match, and like a legit super kick, you know, where they like like the like the Shawn Michaels Young Buck style, where they turn yeah. sideways and it's it's not just like a side kick mm-hmm. or like a. Can I ask you something? What's the difference between yes. a thrust kick and a super kick? Uh, I was just thinking about that, and I don't really know. I think it. I it's think just they use they just don't want to say kick. super kick a lot. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I thought so because I was just thinking about that. I was like, "What is the difference between when you talk about super kicks and the real version?" I was like, "Well, what's a th- thrust kick?" I think they just. Yeah, I think it's just they don't want to call it super kicks. Yeah, so they don't want to overuse kick. the term. Yeah, but, but it's, it's pretty much the same move. Yeah, but there is. There's the way that uh, Shawn Michaels used to do it. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean, where it doesn't look like the way that people do it nowadays. Yeah. It looks a little different. It's all, he, like he looks very rigid, like a T yeah. when he did it. And that's the way that uh, Pillman did it. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, that's yeah. a legit super kick. <laughs> um, to find that. Yeah. So. It's cool. It's a very good match. I really recommend it. And uh, Aaron Solo seems to have a future with the company as well. I think he's a... Somebody tweeted that uh, Aaron Solo should join the Nightmare family, and Cody put up eyes on that tweet. (laughs) So he knows. I think think Cody was the one who brought Solo in. Nice. Because I remember he hyped up his first match on Dark. If they put him in the Nightmare family, they got to have the Nightmare family act like a group. Oh, fuck, yeah. There's too many of them. <laughs> they seem like they don't even know each other. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to Dynamite. So, holy shit, this first match. Man, when I saw they started with this match, it's like, dang, we're starting with this already? Like, normally they start with, like, it, this was a really good change of pace, because normally they start with the uh, with the tag team match. Yeah, and, it's super high-flying. And... and it's almost like sometimes... If you start it with the same thing over and over, you almost gloss over it eventually. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, okay, I know what this match is going to be. But yeah. think of it, it's Kingston versus Pac, which I thought was going to be the main event. <laughs> which, yeah. uh, and I mean, I guess it couldn't have been the main event because it's not one of the title matches. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness. And it starts with a hell of a hype package. And then it is yeah, just goes. Opening pro- promo package was awesome. It was just. It felt like uh It felt like a the end of a blood feud, mm-hmm. like the end of a really, uh, like, like heated feud, which it has been. But also at the at the end of it, I was like, oh, maybe not, because yeah, it it they, ended they quick. It, it ended open, very yeah. abruptly, mm-hmm. like to the point where I was just like, oh shoot, did one of the guys get hurt? Yeah, didn't seem like it though. But, but yeah, uh, it just ended, and then they left it open for more stories so mm-hmm. i fully see it going on absolutely it was just a brawl it starts out with pack i think he hit like four straight pump kicks yeah to the well, head of when he Kingston. first walked out he just completely ignored his pyro and posing he just went straight and drop kicked him and then, <laughs> like just and then did his like twisting uh tope which is always cool to see yeah that was like the first 10 seconds of the match yeah, it's just unreal, and it was just, it was, it was. They were both at the top of their game. They were both the absolute professionals, and Kingston was bringing out his King's Road shit. He was out <laughs> there doing like the exploder suplexes, yeah, and uh, cool. and Pack was just his the absolute jack of all trades. 
that mm-hmm. he is. Like he's got the power, he's got the striking, he's got the agility, and he was for the most part was in control of this match the whole way through. Yeah. Which is generally how he wrestles. He tends to control the matches. Yeah. But I mean Kingston did get some chops in, man, because Pat's oh. chest was like hamburger meat. It's bright red. That that's how he that's how he does it. He he traps you in that corner, he starts hitting you with the chops. Mm-hmm. Like uh yeah, it's just it's just so brutal. I was watching this, it's just like this they're these men are gonna kill each other. Yeah. These men are I, absolutely gonna kill each other. We we talked about how they normally start with like a fast paced tag team match. I curious to think like what the more casual fan thought of this opening match because it was a little more wasn't slow paced by any means, but a slower pace than they normally start the shows with and a lot more physical. But. Yeah, the the what this this match, they made this match feel like feel like a really big deal. And mm-hmm. for the first time in a while the the two factions on either side helped that for me. Yeah. Within this one. Instead of being a distraction, they were uh they're really enhancing it. Like it mm-hmm. it really felt like uh the two like champions of like two like warring factions who have been fighting for like ages finally yeah. able finally to settle the feud. And these yeah. were the guys they threw out there because, like, every time they jumped out there, like, there'd be two guys on either side of their guy, like, protecting mm-hmm. them, like, chasing off the chasing off the opponents. And yeah. really, it's... It... Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I, this match was just great. I loved it. Yeah. And Kingston's selling. Like, when he got hit with the superplex, mm-hmm. he made it look like he got, like... Like no, nowadays, lots of people do superplexes, mm-hmm. but when Kingston, like, you could, he just, the way he crumpled after he got hit with it, just it, looked like it really messed it him up. It looked like something really ruptured. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he had a look on his face like, that's not supposed to happen. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, something popped. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then the end of the match is similar. Um, I can't remember what move it was, but... Uh, he starts favoring his arm, and the commentators point that out. They're just like, his his arm's not right, and he's holding it close to his body. And th- <laughs> this is, if anyone's ever watched Kingston, this is Kingston. He will always um, sell an injury in every yeah. single one of his matches, which uh, yeah. which is a callback to, um, oh, f- I forget his name, one of the uh, four pillars, the guy who wore, not Masawa, the guy who wore yellow. Kawada? Uh, maybe. Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. I think now. it's Kawada. It's the Kawada chops, right? Yeah, I think it's Kawada. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is a which is a callback to Kawada. Kawada would always sell his knees in the match, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so so he's selling that, and that that's what allowed Pack to get up on the top rope, hit the black arrow on him. And then beat him for the one, two, three, and then he go. And I was just like, when they went to the finish, so so abruptly, I was like, oh shit, no, he's he's really hurt. Yeah. But then Pack locked on the brutalizer, and I was like, oh, never mind. They're yeah. doing an angle here. I was like, he he can't be hurt, otherwise Pack wouldn't slap on the brutalizer so quick. Yeah, especially after if the match. shoulder, like. He... <clears throat> and then when yeah, he did that, really get it selling. Hmm. Oh, incredible! Like the first, like, his first match in AEW, where he was crying at the end of the match yeah, and like, slapping his knee. 
Yeah, like I legit when he I was just about to say when he fought Cody, I thought he really hurt his leg. Yeah, and then you realize that uh that he does this every time mm-hmm. and you're like, This man is a king. Yeah, like he's, no pen intended. He's selling. so good at being a heel, but I he he could be such a good sympathetic babyface too if he wanted. He will be, but I think they're saving that for fans. Yeah. Or at least you hope he does. Because yeah. I mean, what's the point? You want to hear the fan reaction to to Eddie Kingston? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows when that'll be? But um, yeah. so he got the brutalizer on. Yeah, he got he got the brutalizer on, the and then his um, Kingston's family runs in the ring, and then in comes uh, in comes the Lucha Bros, and then in uh, the brawling, and then. In comes Archer, and Archer comes running in and chases the men out of the ring. And uh, then he looks over at Pac, and he's like, and he essentially tells him, he's just like, uh, if you get in my way, I'll fuck you up. Yeah. He's like, stay out of my way, or I'll fuck you up. And I, I honestly, I think this is, I think we're probably going to get uh, Pac versus Archer, but then I think we're probably going to get, I still think we're probably going to go to a triple threat between the three of them. And I think the face within those three is going to be Archer. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, because they're definitely setting up like a... Where Pack and Archer are definitely going to get tired of each other mm-hmm. pretty soon, it seems like. So Yeah, and I feel, I feel like... I do feel like the one thing holding this back is you really can't tell who to cheer for mm-hmm. in this. Like, we're supposed to be cheering for Pack. But he's still a shit. Yeah, he calls himself the bastard. Yeah, yeah he he's still a bad guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think I think they're trying to uh, make Archer a babyface, but they don't. I know Cody. I mean, who knows? Uh, sometimes, like they're, uh, it's almost kayfabe talk, where like he he says like, "Oh, we don't always do. Uh, it doesn't always have to be faces and heels and." And sometimes you can just mm-hmm. be grave. I was just like, no, in this one, I really think it's important. But sometimes that comes up. Sometimes I feel like uh, a talk like that is just defending the company or defending the decisions that you've made as opposed yeah. to the overall philosophy. And also maybe just defending his actions because he never really likes to chew. <laughs> to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he likes, well, sometimes I just want to be a bad guy for one match. Mm-hmm. Just say that, Cody. Just, I just feel like being a bad guy. Yeah. So this one, I mean, other than the really abrupt ending, um, mm-hmm. four stars. Like I, like it, the end happened, and it's just like, oh, there's still meat on this bone. Yeah, I think yeah, for, for sure for future matches. So I think it could have been an amazing match, just because. I mean, it's the first match of a show. They can't go like thirty minutes. So four mm-hmm. stars, but yeah, like everything they did in the match was perfect, but yeah. it was just too short to give it more than that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of like the abruptness ending mm-hmm. of it though. Cause it's just kind of like, you're like, Oh shit, it's over. <laughs> like sometimes uh, uh, I like it when matches do that. Abrupt finishes are cool. That's kind of, uh, that's why I like, um, uh, Jericho's finisher. The Judas effect. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like, but I like flash finishes. I think yeah. that's cool. Like when someone mm-hmm. can just end a match like that, and you're just like, "Oh shit, that's it." 
Yes. That's Speaking why of I, which, I hope uh, Alistair Black gets out of WWE soon so he because his finisher, the Black Mass, is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, speaking of flash finishes, our next match, uh, Miro <laughs> versus Chucky e. T. Uh, this match was uh, better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I I knew it was going to be good, but like, it's in a feud that you, it's hard to to get behind at this point because it's been going on so long. It's been going on. At least they're doing something kind of interesting. Yeah, this, now, this is kind of cool. the The mm-hmm. stipulation for this one is, um, or was, it sort of is still. That uh, Chucky e. T would be uh, Miro's young boy if uh, if he lost this match. They've since changed it to his butler. Butler. I think um, they didn't want to explain what a young boy was every week. So yeah, they changed it to butler. Like they don't want to. They don't want to continually have to explain it to Jr. What a young boy. Mm-hmm. Young boy. Well, that sounds perverted. Yeah. No, Jr. <laughs> you're perverted. You just um, think everything's perverted. But yeah, the uh, but also. Like the, if you think about the clothing attire of a butler, it lends itself a little more to weddings. So that mm-hmm. could be it as well. Who knows? It's like, That's true. Um, like I'm just imagining them making him run around in like a, in like a suit with tails and shit. Yeah. Um, because his tight them. bottoms are already kind of like supposed to be like a tuxedo bottom because he's the Kentucky gentleman. Exactly. Like so. the. I think there's something funny there, mm-hmm. but yeah. So this match, this match was actually pretty good. Um, it was, it was very short. Chucky yeah. T comes out. He gets almost all the offense in the match. Um, he's hitting uh, Miro with all his offense. Um, he he he's really got him on the ropes. Miro can't get anything in on him, and then uh, he goes up to the to the top rope, gets distracted by. Uh, by Kip Sabian, and then I swear to God, Miro hit him with three moves, and the match was done. Yeah, <laughs> like he hit him with like then, a Samoan drop, a kick, and then just put him in the game over, and that was it. Yeah, like I looked at my phone, looked up, I was like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> <laughs> it was like he just beat, like he literally beat Mayor, uh beat Chuck in like ten seconds. Chuck yeah. hit him with all of like, his offense for about four minutes, and then uh, Miro's just like over yeah it's just like okay i'm done playing with you now and then it's and over i love that he made mm-hmm. it made it was just beautiful heel heel work really old school booking um yeah and it, it was it's good and um, then he just like orange cassidy's face afterwards is like oh crap yeah and orange then, cassidy was just defeated in the ring as yeah, um, they didn't, miro was just dragging yeah Chucky's i was gonna say they, he was dragging him by his head they didn't show it too much but he he pulled Chucky e. T out of the ring by his hair, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, like we're they're getting to the meat of this uh, mm-hmm. extremely long feud, but we're getting yeah. to it." And this is how I felt about um, the best friends' last feud with uh, Santana and Ortiz. Like it sucked, and then. The last match was five stars. <laughs> so, yeah, the last match was amazing. The last match is one of the best TV matches we've we've seen. In fact, like I think it was like the oh, the first ever five star TV match from Dave yeah. Meltzer. Yeah. So it was oh, man. That match was amazing. These are my top ten favorite matches of last year. Yeah, I almost don't even want to rate this one because it was so short. Like yeah. it did what it wanted to do effectively. 
mm-hmm. and that's all you can hope from this segment and uh yeah it was good and it it made Mira look like a badass it just continued the story to move on to next week and so on and so forth it didn't overstay yeah, it's like a month till the wedding yeah it's it's in february it's one of the beach break shows right beach so break i think it? is middle of the month yeah if not first half so yeah so it should be yeah only three weeks two three yeah. weeks away so hopefully then they can move on because wrestling weddings never go smoothly so something crazy is gonna happen no it'll be good uh, Makes me think that uh, Orange Cassidy is going to fuck up their wedding somehow. and I could see him coming out of a wedding cake. That's th- thinking about that is actually incredibly <laughs> funny. So, like, mm-hmm. I think we're going to be we're going to be laughing during the yeah. during that wedding and it's going to be good. Or like they flip up the veil and it's Orange Cassidy. He comes out of the wedding cake or. He's in a big present. <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome, though, if he was in the veil. I don't know how they'd pull that off, but that'd be awesome. <laughs> Why does he look so good in that dress? Yeah, <laughs> you think it's that you think it was Penelope. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, so Matt Hardy and Private Party—they had another segment, and this is essentially a. Uh, next episode in the uh, story of the elitist Matt Hardy uh, trying to get private party to sign over their souls or mm-hmm. all their money. Yeah, because he, he said something like, they said something about, I forget what they said, but he said, you should have read the contract, lesson number one. Yeah, like, yeah. so the, I guess uh, last week, and I think partly on... BTE, he had them sign over thirty percent of their earnings mm-hmm. to uh, to Matt Hardy and I. Um, Mark Quinn calls him out for it in this one. He he's just like a, he's like that contract was horrible. He's like you're gou- you're gouging us for our money. You are a carny. You're greedy. And Matt Hardy essentially says, "Yeah, I'm a carny. That's this business." Mm-hmm. Um, He's like, yeah, he says it's the show business or something, like not friend business or something like he's that. Like, he's like, this is the show business, and that's what young, uh, a young tag team like yourself has to go through. Um, mm-hmm. You have to go through somebody like me, and I'm going to turn you into something. And I like this because uh, I think it was on BTE, I believe, um, where Matt Hardy, uh, he said that he is who he is right now in AW because he tried being the nice guy and people didn't like it. People, d- he failed. People were booing him or not booing him, but like, he's like, he's like my, my act wasn't working and nobody appreciated me. So I'm just going to take, he's mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to do me. I'm going to take. So he's just taking advantage of these two young guys and uh, taking them for all he's worth. And he's going to take their glory when he can. He's going to hit, hit the finisher in their matches. He's going to take the mm-hmm. pins. He's going to, he's essentially going to ride it's Mark good. Quinn's coattails. Yeah, it's really good. I like it. I like um, this version of Matt Hardy. It's cool how he can continually just reinvent himself. 
Mm-hmm. It's a big money mat, which I actually never saw, so I'm happy to oh, be seeing man. it. Oh man, big now. money mat was so amazing. Like he tried to buy Ring of Honor at one time. It was so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. I'm I'm excited for this, and uh, it it's interesting because they see through him, mm-hmm. but they're not doing but anything. Now there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. So. Yeah, so who knows what else they're contractually obligated to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So like uh, win the tag if they win the tag team titles, they gotta give them to him and he's like the <laughs> tag team champions or something. And again, that's another trio going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that trio's title, it's it's happening. It's coming. We know it. Okay, so this next segment was actually one of my favorite. It was certainly my favorite segment, segment, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. My favorite talking segment, and that was the Inner Circle's New Year resolutions. Um, and I, it was it was low key, and the not a whole lot of development happened compared to other weeks. But like, I was loving this. I was sitting, I was sitting here, and I was just saying over and over. This is so good. This is so good. Yeah. This is so good. This is really good. It, it wasn't like a lot of times uh, Inner Circle or MJF promos, they tend to go on a little bit too long, but mm-hmm. this one was short and they got all their stuff in. So I think that helped. Yeah. It was, re- it was really funny. Mm-hmm. So the segment starts mm-hmm. with uh, it's they're going around through the circle, um, talking about their New Year's. Uh, resolutions and um jericho uh, he asks somebody to start and hager just grabs a mark grabs a mic and just shouts we want championships yeah yeah <laughs> just yeah. like an absolute buffoon and jericho yeah. just he just sort of humors him like oh yeah oh, oh, okay big man just s- settle down he's- trying to overcompensate for his loss last week is what yeah. came across to me. A hundred percent. And it's all while Sammy and Ortiz are like patting him on the back. Like, yeah. okay, that's a good boy. Just settle down. Yeah. And, and then he's just looking at him smiling. And then he awesome. took a step back and he's like, his head's down yeah. and he's like <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> and then, uh, it cuts to MJF and, uh, he says like, Oh, he's like, I just want to continue to strengthen bonds. And I also, I want to get rid of all the fat people, (laughs) (laughs) which is so, which is so funny because it is a hundred percent capitalizing on the fat bashing of Chris Jericho Mm -hmm. from a couple weeks ago. And also it's another little sprinkle from MJF where he just sprinkles the hints of what he's going to do that you can all see in plain sight. Mm Mm-hmm. This is like another little hint that he's going to eliminate the fat Chris Jericho from the group Mm -hmm. in a few weeks. And I love it. It's like what he was doing with Cody, where like you knew he was going to betray Cody and he was hinting at how he was going to betray Cody all the way through and he Mm -hmm. would never do it. And this is just another little hint. Yeah. Like my favorite when he was doing that with Cody was when I forget what show it was, but it came out Diamond Dallas Page and MJF did the upside down diamond. This made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then the uh, then this then the next part. Um, <laughs> this one real. This one really made me laugh. This is I I started dying. Ortiz comes out and he says how he's going to make his grandmother's favorite dish. Yeah, and then the, there's a scattering of booze from the yeah. face side, and mm-hmm. 
And MJF just goes, you're booing food? Yeah. Why are you booing food? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, come you're on. Food. It's just a really funny ad lib from him. Like, <laughs> just reacting to the crowd. Because really, they have no reason to be booing. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were, like, they were honestly kind of screwing up. Yeah. When yeah, they did it. And he, I'm going to make my grandma's dish. Boo. What? <laughs> why like, are you booing that? He's like, why are you booing food? Yeah. He's like, come on. Who boos food? <laughs> and then, and then they play the trump card of this segment, which, like, this is, this is just brilliant. Jericho jumps on the mic and he says that this, this year, Jericho, Jericho and MJF are going to be the, t- are going to be the tag team champions in AEW. And then mm-hmm. Santana, the guy who never talks, he's always quiet. He's always in the background, just minding his business. He objects. He grabs a mic. He's just like, it's like Jericho, like, hold on one second. You mean to tell me that you're going to challenge for the, for the AW uh, tag team title, but you brought Ortiz and I in specifically with, with the promise of being the tag team of the inner circle. He's like, you handpicked us. To be the best tag team in EAEW and to represent you guys, and then mm-hmm. Sammy jumps in. He's just like, he's like, yeah, man, I I really gotta say, um, you've been jumping from tag team partner to tag team partner all through the inner circle, just essentially hopping on with with the hottest person in our unit whenever it's whenever you just so feel like it. He's like, it, or whenever it sees fit, and then Jericho's just like, all right, you know what? He's like. We're gonna settle this the way Hager and uh, and Wardlow settled it. We're gonna have a match. It's gonna be a three way match. It's gonna be Chris Jericho and MJF who are gonna win um, against Ortiz and Santana and a third team, which they ha- Sammy says, yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> Sammy and Hager. And Jericho mm-hmm. goes, Sammy and Hager. <laughs> he's like, Sammy Hager. he's like. That's pretty funny. And he's like, like what do you mean? He's like, Sammy Hager? <laughs> he's like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> Which, again, so funny. It really amuses Jericho. And But <laughs> it also, like, I really liked how uh, it also aged Jericho a lot. Oh, yeah. Because there's, like, the hip young Sammy, and Sammy's like, what the fuck is Sammy Hager? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which again just highlights like the the old aging fat guy in the group mm-hmm. is maybe losing touch and yeah. doesn't realize that some young shark is coming in to steal his group. Yeah. And yeah, like this is really good. Maybe he's lost it. And mm-hmm. I just loved it because it highlighted one of the major issues that people have had with uh the inner circle specifically but aw as well what the hell have they been doing with santana ortiz why -hmm. has jericho been running around with sammy and with hager and with uh mjf when you have one of the top five best tag teams in the world yeah who haven't had a shot at the tag titles not one shot they haven't even really besides that feud with the best friends they haven't really had like a tag team feud either they had one with the bucks at the very beginning (laughs) but that wasn't for the championship that was just against the bucks yeah because they have that really fun like just brawl backstage but yeah 
Yeah, they had one pay-per-view match, and that was it. And they've never mm-hmm. had a shot. Almost everybody on, almost every tag team on the roster has had a title shot, with the exception mm-hmm. of um, Proud and Powerful. And now you're almost questioning, it's just like, did AEW, did AEW uh, put this in the segment because they had this planned all along? Or did they put this in the segment because, once again, they're turning chicken shit into chicken salad? That's probably a little bit of both, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, they probably, at a certain point, they're just like, okay, yeah, we'll do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we but really haven't probably, done anything with Proud Probably a few so months ago, they had that thought. Yeah. I really think next week, too, that um, MJF's going to make it so Proud and Powerful win. Since they, yeah, I... they, since they said this week that you know you, you're not using us as a tag team, MJF's gonna like. I don't think he's gonna lay down, but maybe take out Sammy or uh, Hager, and then uh, Brown Powerful get the pin on them, like while Jericho's down or something. Yeah, I really I have no idea how next week is gonna play out, and it could go so many different directions. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun match, though. It's I'm fast. Like it, I think it. I was looking at the card. I think it's the main event next week. Um, I yeah. can't. I can't see anything else that main events above it. So I think, uh, based off of that, it's going to be an absolute barn burner with probably some decent story mm-hmm. in line with it. Um, you have to think that they're they're building towards beach break and then. And then Revolution is coming, so yeah, that's probably yeah, I think uh, Jericho will fight because you have to think that the last month they start to build toward the pay per view, so mm-hmm. I think it'll start to come to a head. Maybe this next week is maybe when they maybe when they start to I don't I don't want to say splinter because it almost looks like a. Um, MJF literally is winning them over because at yeah. one point Hager jumps on the mic. He goes like, he "Goes no, let MJF talk. He's cool," <laughs> which is funny because he again he says it like a like a meathead stooge that yeah. has been won over by MJF, who clearly doesn't have his best interests at heart. No, he's like, no, he's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was that was just like a five star segment this week. Yeah, it was. It was- Really? I didn't see it coming. It made me laugh. And like, I was like rubbing my hands with glee when Santana mm-hmm. hopped up. He's just like, as soon as he said, wait, so you mean to tell me? And I was like, oh, they're doing it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. for for months, people have been like, I thought that Santana and Ortiz were the tag team. Like, why would they yeah. disrespect them like this? Yeah. I'm just like, this seems like an oversight by AEW. Why are they doing that? And it looks mm-hmm. like. AW has either either saw that and were like, oh yeah, we should do something there, or they were like, we have a plan. Just wait. Yeah. It's all coming together. Okay. So the next little segment is was just a short little one, but it, it's fun to theorize or and to look at is Dark Order is tagging with uh Hangman next week. Yeah. And the actual match looks like nothing. We'll get we'll look at the opponents later at the end of this episode, but um they said that uh and Hangman's there and they say like, Oh Hangman, when are you gonna uh give us your your decision as to whether you're joining? And he's sitting there smiling, drinking he's like, Next week. 
Yeah. So uh, it looks like he's probably going to join them. Yeah, and Silver's like freaking out. He's like, oh my gosh, I love you so much. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're like, oh, don't don't worry about him. He just gets really excited around you. Like, Mm -hmm. he can't contain his excitement. I've been seeing a lot uh, of fan art, too, of Hangman in the Dark Order, so I think people really want to see it. it, Yeah, it's a no-brainer, and I honestly think this is how they babyface the Dark Order. And they honestly might end up with Hangman leading the Dark Order. That's what I would think. Like, I don't want to say it's a redemption for them because that's not it. They're just super yeah. over endearing mid carters and low mm-hmm. card guys. That would be uh, hilarious if, in like, they start dressing like cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like just, they lose like the cult vibes and they're just cowboys. <laughs> yeah, it's just he just. Um, I think he'd be the perfect babyface leader for mm-hmm. them to like really turn them around. It would be it would be good, but it's mm-hmm. also weird because you also have that thing with that they're doing with uh, Dustin. So we'll have to yeah. see. We'll have to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. And although maybe he tells him no, and then the Dark Order goes back to being mm-hmm. the heels, and they just go nuts on him. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I just I feel like people don't really want to boo them. No, and I think no, they I anymore. think they know that, and they think this is sort mm-hmm. of part of that. And uh, they they especially don't want to boost silver, so mm-hmm. yeah, it'll it'll be yeah. interesting what happens there. All right, so this next this next match was actually it overachieved for me, and yeah, it's a lot more competitive than I I figured. Yeah, it was like be too. Yeah, the I did not think that it was, uh, and when I say overachieved, it wasn't because of the talent but because it could have easily been a squash because the mm-hmm. opponents weren't announced for this match, which normally means it's a squash. And this yeah. was the elite. So Kenny and the elite versus question marks, question marks ended up being like I said, it would be last week. So that's fun. I got, this was a varsity blondes and Danny limelight, which I was like, Ooh, okay. This is a play by a W here for, <laughs> and, uh, I'll, talk a little bit about that near the end of this match um but uh with the intrigue with the elite was last week we also suspected that uh because uh the bucks weren't named specifically that it would be kenny and the good brothers and that's exactly what happened Mm -hmm. um yeah so kenny don Callis, and the bucks are backstage they're all in their ring gear Minus Don Callis, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and Don Callis says, "Oh, you know what? Um, I think let's Kenny, you go out with your intro. Let let the Bucks do their own intro. They have their own cool. Yeah, I little, love their song. He they have their own their cool song. song. They can come up, do the little Bucks pose and everything. Mm-hmm. Let's let them do that. And the Bucks are like, okay, okay, cool. All right, Kenny, you go ahead. And uh, Kenny goes ahead. He does his he does his intro. He gets to the ring. Don Callis follows him." And he's like, and then he says, and Kenny's tag team partners are his best friends in the whole world. Your world tag team champions, the good brothers and the good Mm -hmm. brothers run out to the ring and then announce the, the commentators like you sons of bitches. (laughs) And then they cut to the bucks in the back and the bucks are just like, what the fuck, Kenny? And there's With Tony, Tony Khan. Khan, and to- Tony Khan's like, 
Ooh, uh oh. I yeah, might have I might have messed up like, here. Yeah. Like I might have uh poked the bear a little bit. Mm-hmm. Here. He's like he's like, I don't know, guys. Whoops. Yeah, his face is like <laughs> like that emoji of the like the smiley face with the teeth showing like Ey. But also like I might have gold on my hands here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like like I said earlier, this match could have been an absolute squash, but honestly, Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight in particular looked absolutely fantastic in this match. Danny Limelight did this like arm drag where he jumped off two sets of ropes. Like that was nuts. Yeah, he's he's got he's like little he's like Phoenix Jr. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and judging from Twitter, he made a lot of fans last night. Good. Uh, Limelight did. Um, I was uh, <laughs> some fans that hadn't seen him on Dark for these past two months. Uh, also, mm-hmm. cough, cough. New Japan. Yeah, he's been on New Japan. He's been uh, he's been Friday nights on New Japan Strong. He's been having almost a match per week. He's part Speaking of Speaking of Strong, uh, a friend of the show. He's not really friend of the show, but we wanted to be friend of the show. Uh, Chris Dickinson made his New Japan debut. Oh yes, he so. did. Mm-hmm. If if people haven't watched that match, go watch that match. And he actually teamed with Danny Limelight. Yeah. They are part of some sort of like little faction on there right now, yeah. which is interesting. With New Japan's Tilt-Tong. pushing Danny Limelight. AEW's pushing Danny Limelight. Yeah. After this match, Danny Limelight uh, said, I can announce that I'm the, uh, I, it's safe to say that I'm the biggest free agent in wrestling right now. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, he's playing his cards, and he's do, he's man. playing them right. Se- secure that bag, as the kids say. He's going to secure money. some yen, maybe. Yeah. He might secure some uh, American dollars. I'll throw in some Canadian because I love Danny Limelight. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I couldn't be happier for the guy. That was a this match was a star making moment for him. Like mm-hmm. there was lots of people who did not who did not know who he was. Judging by Twitter, they're just like, holy shit, I've never seen this guy. Who the hell is he? And yeah. he's been having bangers for two months straight on Dark. I highlighted yeah. him a few episodes ago. Like he ju- he had one Which, with Phoenix that was it. Sh- it could have been a five star match. They kind of bungled it a little bit because they tried to get super super fancy. They tried mm-hmm. to mirror each other on the ropes a few times and kind of uh, um, went a little bit beyond the the skill. <laughs> That they were mm-hmm. that they were hoping to, it wasn't clean is what I'll say like it was really yeah. cool and the effort was there but it wasn't clean but still a fun match to watch and people still talk about it. As I know a, they probably don't have time but they should show like highlights of uh, they really should on the show like check out these get check out these guys or something they like really that. should and he's actually he has mm-hmm. picked up he picked up a win either this week or the week before. Or no, I think it might have been this week. Mm-hmm. He beat Fuego del Sol. So there you go. Oh, actually, no, okay. that was the week before. He did. Yeah. The week before he picked up a win against me. This week, Fuego del Sol had to work with um, Ryzen. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, one of the uh, one of the highlight, like he went toe-to-toe with Kenny in this match, essentially. Yeah. And it was awesome to watch. Um, and I, I shouldn't discount um, the uh, varsity blondes either. But yeah, they they gave these guys so much offense. They let them get yeah. their shit in. 
which was mm-hmm. super nice to see. And then Danny, it all came crashing down for Danny Limelight because the finish, the finisher of this match was he went for a springboard, which Anderson caught, reversing it into an absolute devastating spine buster. And then yeah. they transitioned it right into the magic killer. There was also that one spot where they did like the splat with all three of the elite guys. That looked rough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just there's so much going on in this match, and I was shocked considering uh, it shows that they see big things for these three guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked to see that um, Brian Pillman committed to the gimmick and dyed his hair a lighter shade of blonde because he was yeah. kind. Of, he he had brown hair, but he was in the varsity mm-hmm. blondes. And then I think uh, I think it was Taz on uh, on Dark, which is like, I don't want to be that guy, but Brian Pillman, you're not blonde. And then the next <laughs> week, his hair was blonde. <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, good for him for for mm-hmm. noticing that. And um, and Kenny and Good Brothers are celebrating only for Moxley's music to to turn on. He yeah. comes running in. He's fighting all three of them. Um, he's starting to to lose the upper hand. And then Lucha Bros, of all people, Yeah, the Lucha in. Bros came out. And I was, was like, that's random. fucking random. And they start yeah. fighting the Good Brothers. And then the whole dark Which, roster runs in. And they're trying yeah. to break it up. But it's just a wild melee. And, uh, and then the Young Bucks run in. And they're trying to settle things down. And I'm just like, oh. What's going to happen between them, the Good Brothers, and Kenny? Before we can find out, the Lucha Bros just super kick their heads off. Mm-hmm. Like, just crackers, which yeah, I thought be, was... This whole run-in stuff made me really want to see the Lucha Bros versus the Good Brothers now. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Which isn't a match I, I, I hadn't even thought about, but now I want to see it. Yeah, 1,000% I want to see it. And uh, yeah, no, it would be fantastic. And mm-hmm. like these little run-ins, like they are like, like that super kick is just like, oh yeah. Remember when uh, Lucha Bros had that cracker, cracking feud with, uh, with the Young Bucks? Yeah. yeah I like guess the they kind of just called f- that back, which yeah, is nice. like the first big feud in AEW. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like that's a... This is within context. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Like it's not. It's not for nothing. And um, and then Kenny and Don Callis are once again fleeing the arena. Yeah, they just slipped out. Yeah, as they did when they won the when they won the championship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought that was so much fun. Like I would give that. Like honestly, that match I would give four or more stars to. I thought it was. It way, yeah. it way over-delivered, and I was really excited. It did exactly what I wanted it to. I wanted it to be Good Brothers. I'm a little disappointed that... I mean, I kind of see what they're doing. They're going to... We're not seeing Bullet Club reunite, I don't think. No. I think we're seeing Kenny manipulate the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kenny is in turn being manipulated by Don Callis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, I don't think we're I don't think we're seeing the reunions that everybody wants. I no. think that we're but they did building... make that shirt, so they'll sell that and that that'll be it. I do think we're yeah, 
Oh, maybe not quite for life. I do think <laughs> that we are. Well, yeah, I mean, I yeah, never know, but I think it's building towards a uh, Good Brothers versus Young Bucks thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's just Kenny is the puppet master. Like, yeah, because he didn't seem too concerned about the Good Brothers during that brawl last night. No, he left them. <laughs> yeah. He left I them. could see them doing too. Like a it, it does almost seem bizarre... like Kenny's using the Good Brothers as well. Oh, he is. It could also it could also be like I can see sometime down the road like a bizarro six man tag where it's Kenny and the Good Brothers versus Mox and the Young Bucks. That'd be fun. Which would be weird, and it'd be fun, but it'd be mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be so strange. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next segment was a waiting room segment. This was pre-recorded. You could tell it wasn't at the same time. The editing of this was so jarring. Yeah, it's like they they skipped out something towards the end of it. I was like, "What? Why is it cut to this all of a sudden?" And then it <laughs> yeah, it was just it was it was batshit crazy. The editing for the segment it was mm-hmm. super fun. Um, like I enjoyed all the elements of it, but like I thought someone hit the wrong button a few times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a waiting room segment, uh, first time on Dynamite, and it featured Cody. Cody comes in, and uh, it was Cody's funny. Green he comes in was awesome. through, I love through sparklers. Um, yeah, the, she, what she, Prince say? They're uh, your contract, contractually contract obligated to give him the fireworks. Part. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes in in between the two, two sparklers that she's holding up, and uh, before he can really say anything, Jade Cargill runs in. Not just run in. She comes in, snatches mm-hmm. the mic out of his hand. Looking like ten million bucks, man. She looked amazing. Absolutely, she's fantastic. I love her. Yeah, she looks like a action figure come to life, and yeah, she just man. she she oozes so much star potential. Mm-hmm. She snatches the mic out of his hand, and she's pretty much looking down on Cody, and she yeah. demands she she wants to know why she why she doesn't have a new opponent since uh brandy's pregnancy was announced she says that brandy's lucky that she uh that she got pregnant because she would beat her ass and mm-hmm. then and then she slaps cody across the face i was like whoa <laughs> where did this come from and then in and then in runs red velvet they're jawing they start they start shoving each other those shoves turn to slaps which were really loud friggin slaps yeah. and then it just turns into a, a wild brawl the whole women's roster empties they're going back and forth it's a pull-apart brawl it's a donny brook and then it just straight jump cuts yeah that's, to, this is the part that threw me off. I was like what is happening to the video of Britt baker and thunder rosa assaulting or no Britt baker and uh rebel assaulting rebel thunder rosa from like three weeks ago yeah and i'm like what's going on here and then it edits and it cuts to thunder rosa at her home where she's been quarantining and Mm -hmm. she essentially cuts a promo saying that she is coming for a bit breaker she's going to re-break her big nose and that she's going to uh they're going to be having a match at beach break and then it pans out and it shows that she's up on the on the screen the on the jumbotron like okay well mm-hmm. a little more context there would have helped but now i understand what yeah. they're doing here <laughs> and uh 
And Britt Baker's like, no, no, Tony said that match was canceled. Tony said yeah. that match was canceled. And then, and then uh, it showed the official card. And then it shows the card, the and she goes, no! <laughs> she freaks yeah, and stomps her feet. I was like, <laughs> okay, that's funny. It's like, all <laughs> of this worked, but... Just the editing. The was editing was wacky, especially with it being a pre-taped episode. It's just like, somebody messed up a little bit there. Yeah, I wonder if something happened that they couldn't show on TV, like, in between. It was odd. It was really mm-hmm. odd. Um, it was fun. I liked it. The sum of yeah. its parts were really, really fun and really good and whatever. I don't care. <laughs> like yeah. I, I had a great time. Um, I liked too during the Donnybrook whenever it was fighting, uh, Britt Baker was just filming it on her. She's oh yeah, she's standing above, <laughs> like on the couch, filming the, yeah. the brawl. <laughs> and Cody was just looking at everybody like, chill, 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 yeah. chill. As all these women are fighting, it was, it was really fun. But yeah, and then next we had FTR versus Jurassic Express, Stunted Growth Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was... Was this the first week they got to use... Uh... The new theme song? Yep, they got to use... Um, yeah. like I can't remember the name of the band again. It's but, uh, uh, Tar- no, Tarzan it's... Boy is the name of the song. Tarzan, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. That song, yeah. if you don't know. So good. Loved it. It, it. My wife popped hard. She's like, oh my gosh, that's his song now? I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so this match was really... It was just all about the audacity of Marco stunt to even think that he could let <laughs> yeah. to, to is just the thought crossing his mind that he could be in the same tag division as, as FTR. And this mm-hmm. is just FTR trying to beat those thoughts out of his skull. And it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think this is going to lead to Marco stunt eventually getting a win over him or, uh, I don't know. Maybe against Tolly or something. I don't know because they they're clear they are. I think these guys will probably have a feud for a bit because mm-hmm. clearly they're going for the young bucks, but it, I think clearly the young bucks or are in good brothers territory right now. Yeah, and they still gotta have a match with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. The more nothing to, not taking away anything from Marco Stunt, but the more formidable mm-hmm. tag team. Yeah, this match, they just brutalized Marco. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible to watch. Like, yeah. they hit him with a uh, with a European uppercut at one point. I swear to God, Marco's soul left his body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was selling it like he, they, they crushed him. Um, yeah, but uh, Marco did get some offense in. Um, he and Jungle Boy have fantastic tandem moves. And it is all about using the momentum for believable offense from Marco. Um, But of course, every single time one of those moves happens, the FTR is just like, you little shit. Mm -hmm. And they just destroy him. And in the end, they distracted um, Jungle Boy in order to hit the big rig. I loved hearing that call this week. Yeah. Hitting the big rig on poor little Monko. Uncle Stunt, <laughs> Marco Stunt. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good match. It was really fun. I really enjoyed yeah, watching it. Um, I liked it. it. It did exactly what it needed to. Yeah, they're they're fantastic, sympathetic baby faces. You know they're not going to win this match, 
but mm-hmm. I actually at one point thought they would. So yeah. they're really good at doing that. Um, I am still very excited for the eventual breaking off of Jungle Boy from that group, and not in the sense that he will break from the group, but just be the single star that we know he is. Oh yeah, I was. My wife and I were talking last night that he's so handsome, and like once he goes out on his own, he's gonna be a. It's over. It's done. Mega star. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looks so much like his dad. It's unreal. It's funny. We say this with so many guys in AEW that you know that they're they're in good hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All and right. He's got to be young too. Oh yeah, he's he, got to be still in his twenties. Oh, he early twenties. I think he's twenty two. Oh, okay. Twenty two yeah, or twenty three? So no. Marco starts. Ar- Marco start. Marco stunts around twenty three or twenty four, and uh, Jungle Boy I think is twenty two. Jungle Boy's twenty three. Jungle Boy's twenty three. Marco stunts mm-hmm. older, <laughs> yeah. which is funny because he's the child of AW. Yeah. Even though he's not even close to being the youngest guy, there are yeah. multiple guys who are younger than him. Oh yeah, let's. See. Oh man, Marco's Marco stunts picture on Google is hilarious. Uh, Marco stunts twenty four. So okay, he's twenty a year old. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next match was so good. So oh, man, good. this match was great. Was, and I knew this was going to be great. I was so excited when I saw this match announced. This was Deeb versus Serena Deeb, the NWA Women's Champion versus Tay Conti. And the, this is fantastic. Tay Conti, did, she came out with the Dark Order, but they didn't come down with her. Doesn't look like she's in Dark Order yet. Um yeah, she wasn't in the backstage segment. With, so, uh, I don't really know what's up with that. So maybe th- this... I don't, it's kind of like they, they want to support her just because she's Anna Jay's friend, but maybe they don't want to like push her in or side, push her too hard to join or something. Yeah, this is... really My initial thought of this partnership was that eventually Anna Jay and Tay Conte would have a match against each other. So mm-hmm. maybe that is where they're heading. Maybe so. Like, if she hasn't joined, then there's got to be a reason. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't be this angle. I don't know if it. I don't know how how it where it's going. It's it's odd. Mm-hmm. It's a little odd, but like I'm I'm willing to let that that one slow burn because it's not a it's not in the forefront. Mm-hmm. But holy smokes, has Tay Conte improved? Oh man, especially from She's her like... work in NXT. Yeah, she's like leaps. She's not even the same wrestler that she was in NXT. Not even the she's... same wrestler since her first couple matches in AEW. Like, yeah, leaps and bounds better. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know who she's been training with, but they need a raise. Like, she could be a champion this year. That good. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. yeah, she's leapt past so many of the wrestlers in AEW so far. Mm-hmm. So, the women's wrestlers, like, she's that fantastic. Um. Yeah, this was this match. It was really just about the uh, the contrast between the two styles. It was the the black belt black belt judo practitioner with her with her Muay Thai background versus uh, Serena Deeb, who Excalibur, Excalibur essentially pointed out um, that 
if there was a black belt for American wrestling, she would have it. Mm-hmm. And the, the crafty veteran. And, and they, they made mention too that they uh, trained together. At, they didn't outright say the performance center WWE, but they said they've trained together. It's funny. I areas. think I think they there be they're showing some creative liberties there because I think uh, Serena Deeb on the they had a road too for mm-hmm. for this episode and in it Serena Deeb talked about how she saying that she's like I know Tay Conti I trained her uh, um, at uh, at the training facility and, uh, and then Tay Conti comes like uh, does her bit and she says she's like well actually no um she's like i saw her as a trainer we were in we were at the same company but i was far beyond her by the time that uh <laughs> by the time that we saw each other that's good so i was like oh okay so so i think like they took that fact that they were there and they're kind of like uh <laughs> running with it a bit even though i don't th- know that they actually had much training together but it still it works for the story it's very good yeah, it's like in WWE whenever they say uh, Daniel Bryan trained with Shawn Michaels. Like he, Shawn Michaels was Daniel Bryan's first trainer, like right after high school. But he really didn't mm-hmm. learn much from him. <laughs> but they like to bring that up. Yeah, it's funny. Like the amount that I put over Pac's pump kicks mm-hmm. with the first match, Tay Conti's pump kicks in this match, my head friggin' exploded. Yeah. Like I, and, I audibly gasped. Like her, yeah. her pump kicks are so devastating looking. Like they look like she's knocking out her opponent. Yeah, like her, her because she's got that legit martial arts background. Yeah, she, she it makes it look good. Mm-hmm. She makes them say, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she did like uh, she posted on her Twitter. She said it's her tribute to Eddie, her version of Three Amigos. She did three judo throws in a row. Oh my god, they're so good. that was so crisp and so cool looking. I was watching a gif of that earlier today on Twitter. I was just watching mm-hmm. it for like five minutes. It's yeah. so beautiful. Yes, yeah, she had. Yeah, that's what she posted a gif of her doing that. She said it's her version of the Three Amigos, her tribute to Eddie. So that I thought that was really cool. No, it's awesome. They are so nice looking. Those. Uh, mm-hmm. Those little judoka throws, yeah. Um, and we can't take away from Serena in this match too. She's oh, great she's amazing! Too. Like these two, there was there wasn't two consecutive moves by either wrestler this whole match. It was mm-hmm. move by one, move by the other, move by one, yeah. move by the other. Just constantly one move, and then that that person countering the next one, and they kept yeah. going back and forth, back and forth. And I was just in awe. I was in yeah. awe, and they gave this match time because they knew what they had, and it was yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I am such a mark for Tay Conti now. Or yeah. Ty Conti. I think a lot of people are too after the match. I saw on Twitter a lot of people talking about, whoa, she's gotten really good this year. She's phenomenal. Year. Like, mm-hmm. And a lot of, I mean, I don't want to put all, all the credit on Deeb, but like lots of people like to say, like, uh, like wow, Deeb is a ring general. She makes everyone look good, but she does. Even, mm-hmm. Like credit to Tay Conte to Ty Conte because I've seen her have good matches against people who aren't Serena Deeb before. Like on Dark, she had a good match. Mm-hmm. Like she just looks good, um, and she makes it look real. She makes it look really, really real. 
and uh yeah i can't mm-hmm. i'm so excited to watch her going forward yeah i, I think she's an absolute star for her in the future absolute star yeah i can't wait to like a match between her and thunder rosa oh my god her against um for the title against uh Sheeta? yeah oh my god the strikes in that match just somebody's let him go turn him loose like, yeah somebody's head's gonna get kicked off if they have a match yeah, she lays her shots in, and it is mm-hmm. it's very, very impressive. Like, four and yeah. a half stars for this match. I don't know. Oh, I, don't, yeah, I can't sure. even. I put four stars in here. No, four and a half. Sorry. Done. <laughs> there. Changing the dock. 4.5 stars. It's official now. The dock has changed. The dock has been changed. <laughs> yeah, this match yeah. was great. Yeah, the last, these last two matches were, were awesome. Yeah, so the, huge pay per view quality. Then the next match was Darby versus Cage, and oh my god, I I had heard this match was crazy, and this match was crazy. Yeah, like it I tweeted. Me of... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I tweeted uh, on on the uh, on the uh, work rate uh, podcast Twitter account. Please follow us. Um, yeah, we have a Twitter now, so follow us. That uh, as I was watching this, that. This match is like watching a snuff film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was just like we were just watching the murder of Darby Allen yeah, for like ninety eight percent of this match. Yeah, it reminded me of a. I don't know if you watched ECW back in the day, but when Mike Awesome fought Spike Dudley, oh god, pretty much it was just Mike Awesome destroying Spike Dudley. That's what this reminded me of, man. This like this was Cage at full power. I yeah, mean, he threw Darby. From inside of the ring all the way to the timekeeper table, through the timekeeper table. Yeah, like, he gorilla pressed him. I've never seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> he he gorilla pressed him from yeah. the from the ring over this like out of the ring and through a table that was like ten feet away. Yeah, I uh, yeah again never seen it, and yeah. the margin for error there was none. There was no margin for error. Yeah. If he misses, he's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it, it busted Darby open. He did like that triple power bomb where he just held on to him, power bombed him. Oh, but like such high angles. Yeah. Those and power then, like, bombs were like on the back of his head. Yeah, and then Darby started flipping him off <laughs> like after that. And like the thing I liked too a lot during this match was uh, there's some, a couple times where Darby would kick out at one and mm-hmm. Taz was on commentary and he didn't like go crazy. He's just like, did he just kick out of one? Did he just kick like he was like in shock that Darby yeah. kicked out of one? It's really subtle and really cool. Yeah, I, I like every once in a while, like uh, Taz will just go, what's going on here? Yeah. What, what's going And then, uh, like, I had a thought that Cage was going to win this match before I this match. But as this match too. was going on and he was just dominating it, I was like, okay, they're not going to do the, the Brody Lee spot again. Where Brody yeah. Lee just crushed Cody. They're not going to have him just crush Darby and win. So when he was destroying him for that long, for like like literally 99% of the match, I was Mm -hmm. like, Darby's going to win this. He's going to pull it off, especially once he started flipping him the bird. Yeah. But, um, and that Darby, they did that coffin drop while Cage was on the steps. That was rough. Oh yeah. That was, that was brutal. Like Mm -hmm. that's a, you better not have had a liquid lunch, man. (laughs) <laughs> like goodness gracious 
But yeah, the the ending of this match, the way that Darby won, Darby got him, reversed him into a crucifix pin, which yeah. which calls back to when Cody did that did the crucifix pin to Darby, and then that's when Taz initially gave him his recommendations, like uh, mm. when he gave him his advice, he said, he's yeah. like. He's like, Darby, I just want to say, that's what you call a roll in wrestling. He's like, uh, he's like, your momentum killed you there. And he did the exact same move to Taz, which is mm-hmm. just a, or to, to Cage, which Cage. is a big F you to, to Taz, which was like, that was at the beginning of the pandemic. That was like a year ago. Yeah, that's nuts. I forgot all about that, but that's really cool. That's <laughs> amazing what they yeah. did there. He used Taz's advice to beat Cage and mm-hmm. used the 100 pounds he had on him yeah, to to roll him up there. And then they're freaking also, out. Also, Steen came out during the match. and uh, Oh, yes. But was it finally, during the match? Finally, yeah, Shit, it, it was, was during the match. It wasn't at the end. Because uh, Darby was on the top ropes and uh, Starks had the... First off, Starks' pants were amazing. And then uh, <laughs> he he nutted uh, Darby on the top ropes. Right. And that's when Steen came out and hit him yeah. in the throat, in the stomach with the, he hit him in the throat and the stomach with the bat. Which and then t- just stood Stark up there. sold like he got murdered. <laughs> yeah. And then just, just stood out there. And just, mm-hmm. just, just watched. Yeah, just stood out there and made sure no one else interfered. Yeah. And then that's when uh, Dar- Darby was able to get the, uh, the crucifix, crucifix off. Yeah. For the win, and then uh, and then it cut just uh, with with the with the two of them in the ring, Darby looking at yeah. him appreciatively, um, and I will tell you, Hook is going to be a star. I just know it's coming. I know what's happening. Oh man, yeah. Um, each week he has a little, he ha he gets a little bit of offense either on Dark or on Dynamite. This mm-hmm. week on Dark, he got a. Uh, a judo throw off. Yeah, he got a very much like um, Tay Conti's judo yeah. throw. She does almost like a drop down one. He did it mm-hmm. like standing, just like so, like super violent looking, like the guy came yeah, down from it, a distance. It's almost exactly like how his dad did it back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. And for me, he's a, he's a thousand percent just the the little Japanese Yakuza guy in The Simpsons. Where Homer's like, mm-hmm. I want to see what the little guy's going to do. The little guy's going to do something. Yeah. <laughs> he's that guy. You know he's yeah. going to do... You, and you know he's just going to be the best. You know he's going to be the best. Like, mm-hmm. of all the guys they have in that group, he's going to be a killer. An absolute killer. And I can't wait for the Hook versus Darby feud. You know oh, it's yeah. coming. You know that That's Hook versus awesome. Darby feud's coming. Like, the first match he has, he's going to kill someone. Yeah. He like he's gonna have one match and he's gonna maybe he takes the belt from Darby. Ooh, don't do that to yourself, man. Don't hype yourself up that much because then you'll be let down when it doesn't happen. <laughs> you're right. Uh, yeah, you know, you're right. That that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna. I'm, I've hyped myself up, but like, imagine that. You're, we know that they are gonna have now. a feud. We know that because that's yeah. That's this feud is Darby versus Team Taz. Mm-hmm. And um, or it'll be like I don't know, maybe like maybe faces Cody, and like beats Cody or something. It's gonna be something That'd be shocking. Cozy, be Cody, yeah. 
It's going to be something shocking where uh, we've never actually seen this guy work. And then he mm-hmm. gets in a match and just murders somebody. Yeah. You're that'd like, be really cool. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> this little prodigy. Mm-hmm. Just suplexing fools all over the place. Yeah. So this match, again, four and a half stars. So like, oh, this, yeah. this was a, this was a little mini pay-per-view we had on our hands this week. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I was so, so happy for it. Like it was from start to finish. It was the opposite of last week where last week, uh, I was, I was almost not really in the mood for it because it was the night of the DC riots. Yeah. So by the time we got to uh, wrestling, it took me like two and a half matches to really get into for, it. for my mind to be into watching wrestling. Whereas right from the beginning, I was so jazzed. Mm-hmm. I was so jazzed. I loved this one. This is one of my favorite episodes I've done. And but when I think back, and I was like, for what reason? It's it's just all really solid. Yeah. Yeah, and the last two matches really kicked it over. Oh yeah, the edge for being great because they were both really good. It's just really, really good wrestling. Just mm-hmm. really good. Okay, so next week. Next week looks like a loaded show. It is. So this. So this first one, the triple threat between. Santana Ortiz, MJF and Jericho, and Sammy Hager. They don't even say Sammy and Hager. Yeah, they, they don't. It's Sammy Hager. They call yeah. it Sammy Hager. <laughs> that's funny. The fuck, that's so good. They're geniuses. That's so funny. That that's a thousand mm-hmm. percent Chris Jericho's. That's his genius. That's Chris Jericho's mm-hmm. genius. Like, uh, which is yeah. funny because outside of wrestling, you're like, how is this man so dumb? But <laughs> in wrestling, <laughs> yeah, he's... it's like those guys that are like. Super book smart, but they don't have street smarts. He's kind of like Jericho. Like su- in in the wrestling world, he's a genius. He's super just wrestling smart. Don't and yeah, uh, just everywhere else, not so much. Yeah, and then we have Nyla Rose versus Layla Hirsch. And like, I'm actually looking forward to this match a lot. I don't know what to expect from this one. I'm really excited. It's just it's gonna be power versus power. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be very oh cool. Um, women's Haas match. You don't see too many of those. Mm-hmm. Then we have, so you can see on this third match, the opponents, yeah. these guys are getting destroyed. Sorry, guys. Oh, I didn't know it was going to be Colt, too, in the match. I thought it was just going to be Silver and Reynolds and Hangman again. That's cool that Colt's doing Yeah, it's too. a Hangman page and uh, Colt Cabana and Silver and Reynolds versus the Hybrid 2 and the Chaos Project. Mm-hmm. It's and, for Negative One's birthday too, right? Oh, Negative One birthday celebration match. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll come out. Yeah, he'll come out and cheer them on and mm-hmm. they'll beat the stuff. Oh yeah. Uh Negative One cut that awesome promo on uh Lu- Dr. Luther and the stupid ball on his head. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that'll be I fun. I forgot about that. That makes more sense. This match makes a little more sense, but I mean the hybrid two and chaos project are like losing. It's one thousand percent just about um hangman page joining mm-hmm. the inner circle. One thousand percent. And if he doesn't, I will be devastated. Yeah. That is one hype I will not relinquish. Yeah. Okay, then this next match, which is interesting uh combination here. Matt Seidel and Top Flight versus Matt Hardy and Private Party. Um, yeah, 
it's like two veterans and two uh, up and coming tag teams. Like, like it's kind of this know. is kind of a genius match. Yeah, because yeah, it's like the uh, Seidel and Matt it's the proteges, the two Mats, and they're both named Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the 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 two teams are very similar. They're mm-hmm. the two young high flying teams, very much inspired by the Young Bucks. Yeah, like they, they're they the the Young Bucks so much they got hired on. They're the. Uh, these are the two teams that the Young Bucks brought on specifically mm-hmm. because they yeah. saw themselves in both of these teams and they're both being led by like these aging vets. Very Name cool. Matt. I like this. <laughs> then we have an update from Miro and his new butler, Chuck Taylor. And you can see Chuck Taylor in this in the image. Well, you guys on the podcast can't see it, but we can. It's yeah. an image of Chuck Taylor in a suit and bow tie. So he's going to have him running around in a monkey suit, which is mm-hmm. going to be fun. It's going to be funny, I think. I'm actually I'm sure he's going to have to like carry around video game equipment and all sorts of stuff like that. I'm kind of looking forward to this a little bit. Yeah. As long as yeah, it yeah. lands. If not, then. This is probably just what this feud needed. Something instead of just backstage them talking crap to each other. They actually mm-hmm. needed to push mm-hmm. it forward a little bit. So It's funny because Chuck Taylor's so funny. And so is Trent. But I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's very strange. I don't know. Yeah. It's like they didn't really have an angle. Yeah. But like maybe now they that they have something to work mm-hmm. with they can mm-hmm. get going. Because Miro's really uh charismatic too, so also like the size of Kip Sabian's arms in this photo. I think they're Miro's <laughs> arms that they just photoshopped, photoshopped onto up. Kip Sabian's body. That is bizarre. He does not or have he's arms like, like pushing that. his bicep up with his arms crossed <laughs> like you can't if, see. If those are Kip Sabian's arms, good work, buddy. Because those yeah. are huge. Anyways, <laughs> and then John Moxley will be in action next week. Um, okay. After this week, I'm excited. I if he's gonna. He's probably just gonna fight some random guy. Yeah, but that also means that he's gonna talk. Yeah, that's true. So I'm excited. Based off he hasn't of, wrestled all. Based year, off of this he? week and last week, with uh, Kenny and the Good Brothers, I'm very excited for that. And this mm-hmm. will be coming out off after their match this weekend at Hard to Kill. Yeah. So Kenny's has a pay-per-view this weekend um with Impact, so that's also coming up with the uh, with the Good Brothers. I I will certainly be watching that match. I don't know when I'll be watching it. Um Yeah. I got a 3-day weekend coming up, so I'll, I'll definitely have time to watch it sometime this weekend, but mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh we will have news next weekend off of that, and oh, yeah. uh, we'll see what is happening on on uh, on Tuesday night with Impact, and then also I guess oh interesting note I mean just to keep an eye on them, um, uh, all ego what's his name um, Ethan Page is having Ethan a match Page. against himself. Karate man. Yeah, I, st- I assume it's going to be man. a cinematic match, but he his contract is done there, and he's a free agent, so he will be ending up somewhere very soon. I would assume some people are speculating it's WWE because he took down all his merch. Uh-huh. Um, but maybe that. I mean, I know him and Cody are really good friends, right? They are, as far as I know. I know they 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 certainly have contact with each other. Um. Mm-hmm. 
I'm hoping he joins AEW. I don't don't really know how much room they have for another singles guy right now, to be honest. But he he's a character, and I like him. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it'll be. Is that's it for the week? Um, I well. guess we will we will see you next week, and hopefully, uh, there there will be more matches announced for next week. I assume because that's only four matches. Yeah, they'll they'll probably do more this weekend. They always put them up after we record. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> all right. So we will catch y'all next week. So catch long, everybody. Peace.